ChicagoRadio.com presents stories of mystery and intrigue, espionage and suspense. Hear tales of ticking time bombs, mysterious crime scenes, and cloak and dagger action. This is Relic Radio Thrillers. Presenting the world's greatest mysteries. And now, your host. This is Basil Rathbone. Everybody loves a mystery, and I'm no exception. And that's why it gives me so much pleasure to act as your guide on this series. You see, we've gathered together some of the finest mystery stories in the world. Stories from many places and from many times. Some of them are up-to-date, well, as up-to-date as today's newspaper. Others are classic stories of the past. But today's mystery, for instance, it takes place in Europe, Europe of modern times, a world of intrigue and suspense where a man's life can count for very little when a country's future is at stake. Mike, our storyteller, works in the Paris office of a famous American newspaper. His job is to look for the stories that make the news, and he finds them in the places where the news is made. In a moment, our play begins. as Mike Tenoy, the Paris correspondent of a famous American newspaper, in another exciting story in our series, Europe Confidential. Mike Canoy. 
I was in Madrid covering a story for my column, Europe Confidential, when the affair of the stolen Van Gogh first made headlines. I wasn't up with the story as it unfolded. I had to fit the pieces together from what I could find out afterwards. But here, as it was told to me, is the way it happened. Larry Morrow wasn't in Madrid for his health or to see the tourist attractions. Larry was a clean-cut American boy looking for a chance to make a dishonest living. He had a letter of introduction to Senor Carlos Saville, the owner of an art gallery on the Plaza Cordova. He also had information that the senor was a man of good manners and no scruples. When he called at the gallery, Saville, it seemed as if he might have been misinformed, because Senor Saville sent out word that he was too busy to see anyone. And Larry went across the street to the bar of the Casa Rio to restore his morale and think this little setback over. Oh, bartender. Oh, si, senor. It is pentiusti, me, the more. Hey, wait a minute. You're going to have to translate that. I don't talk Spanish. Uh, I wish to uh, apologize for my delay. The supply of rum was being exhausted. Uh, what is your wish, senor? My wish is an absence. Uh, muchas gracias, senor. Uh, you see, we use much rum in this bar, the speciality of the house. See, it's a drink I have myself invented made with four different kinds of rum. Yeah. The use of the pineapple. Yeah, well, uh, that's correct. Uh, I was printing. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, I'll have an absence. Uh, Senor, one absent. But yeah. you would like my speciality people from all over the world. You make a mistake in ordering absent rum, the popular beverage. What is it? Why? And uh, your clothes. You should buy clothes in the stores of Madrid as soon as possible. Miss Emily Post, everyone. <laughs> my name is Tavil. Carlos Tavil. Oh. And I do not make these suggestions for the sake of etiquette tomorrow, only for business reasons. I'm completely fascinated, Senor Sevilla. Please continue. In our profession, Mr. Morrow, we must dress as the multitude dresses. We must drink as they drink, act as they act. We must never call special attention to ourselves, but must seemingly melt into the background. Oh, but I melt so badly. Hey, bring your drink, Senor. Absinthe. Uh, thank you. Uh, for you, Senor Savio. I will have one of your specialities, one. You'll be over at the little table in the corner. Oh, but of course, Senor. It was not judicious of you to come to my art gallery, Senor Moro. You see, the business that goes on in the front room is quite regular. But there is a back room where some of the transactions are a bit less orthodox. Yes. My back room friend must not be seen coming into my establishment by my front room friend. You, you do understand. Oh, of course. You're not giving me your full attention. Now, how could I? Did you see what came through that door? Hmm? Ah, the beautiful senorita with the off-the-shoulder dress. Well, you don't miss anything either, do you? <laughs> Not very much, I assure you, Senor Moro. Well, who is she, do you know? If you and I come to terms, Senor, she is your first assignment. Carlos Saville didn't go into further details at this first meeting. Instead, he turned the conversation to the arts, and in particular to painting. Apparently satisfied, he arranged a second meeting with Larry the following day. And there, they got down to the details. Senor Moro? I have a profitable business. Unfortunately, I'm a man whose reputation is known. There are in Madrid many new residents bringing in rich possessions, priceless works of art. And you'd like to get your hands on some of them, huh? Perhaps I shall, with your aid. It is my desire that you make friends among some of these new residents. You can gain invitations to their homes and go through their private galleries. There are many such private galleries. Which sounds interesting. I could even get a job later as a tourist guide. Your job will be to guide some of my friends to the finest, most expensive works of art in town. You must equip them with full descriptions of the gallery, the houses containing them, personnel, entrances, exits. Oh, I get it. 
Those who take the greatest risk will get 50%. Mm -hmm. You and I will divide the balance equally. Okay, our souls have met. And now to the first assignment you spoke about, the senorita. Little is known of the senorita Francesca Morel. She came here a few months ago from Italy. She rented an expensive villa. And she has invited only a few close friends to see her art treasure. But, according to reports, she is the owner of the most valuable painting in the whole of Madrid. An original Van Gogh. Worth All that and an original Van Gogh, too, huh? <laughs> she came into my gallery one day. I indicated that my heart stood still at the sight of her beauty. But she remained completely aloof. I want you to make friends with her. I want you to manage an invitation to her house. Well, even if Senorita Morel was the owner of a mere Suzanne, I think I wouldn't mind getting friendly with her. I have but one warning. Uh -huh. Should someone guess your motive, should there be trouble of any kind, you are on your own. I won't even admit to knowing you. It was a deal that suited Larry Morrow right down the line. 25% of her fortune. All he had to do was be charming to a beautiful woman who owned a priceless painting. He figured he was a very lucky guy. He contrived an invitation to a few select parties and thus met Miss Francesca Morell. The only snag in the whole affair was that she didn't seem to find him quite as attractive as she should. I'm very sorry, Senor Morrow, but I am busy tonight and tomorrow evening. What about the following day, then? No, I am sorry. The following day, I have an engagement. Well, the day after that, Senorita Morrell. <laughs> well, look, surely you must be... <laughs> well, just one, then. I am sorry, Senor Morrow. I seldom dance these days. I've been teaching the locals how to do the tango. I am sure you must be very proficient, but not now. I'm sorry. Just one turn around the floor? Some other time, perhaps. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I cannot have dinner with you. What about a cocktail, then? Look, I'll call for you at your home. I won't be at home. I have shopping to do. All right, we'll meet at the Casa del Oro, then. One little cocktail. You are very sweet, but I must with you. Now, there were two things driving him towards Francesca. His determination to pierce that core of cold steel and his desire to get that painting. He'd known women like her before. Women with cash registers where their hearts ought to be. But it wasn't going to defeat Larry. He wanted a new bank balance, and he wanted Francesca Morel to be the donor. Well, that Saturday evening, Senorita Morel was giving a large dinner party for a visiting American diplomat. After a short study of the guest list, Larry chose as his target an undersecretary of the English consulate, a Mr. Henry Saunders. He studied him very carefully. He learned of some of his former posts and all of his weaknesses, including that of absent-mindedness. On Saturday evening, he followed the diplomat out of his hotel. Henry! Henry Saunders in the flesh! Yes, yes, in the flesh, yes. How are you, old boy? I heard you were connected with the consulate over here, but I, I really haven't had a chance to look you up. Oh, it is good seeing you. Well, yes, it's been nice seeing you. Imagine bumping into good old Henry right in the middle of the church. <laughs> yes, it's been a long time, Henry. I, look, I, I hope you'll forgive me frightful memory, you know, but I, I don't seem to remember quite where it was last time. Oh, no, you're joking, Henry. The Shoreham Hotel, Washington. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Washington, eh, when they did it. Must have been about 40, then. 1940 it was, exactly. 
Oh, you say you have a bad memory. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is really a break from beginning of my first free evening since I got here. Oh, you got to have dinner with me. Well, the fact of the matter is, I have a dinner engagement. Charming girl. Oh, I'm having a bit of a party tonight. I promise I'd go. Oh, I'm certainly not going to say goodbye to you after being lucky enough to run into you now. Look, I hate these dinner parties myself, but... Oh, and maybe you couldn't take me along even if you wanted to. <laughs> I dare say it would be all right. But well, as long as you say it'll be all right. Now, you sure I wouldn't be intruding? Uh, no, no, of course not. Why, I should be there like that. would be delighted to have me bring that handsome young chap around. Your hot senor? Oh, thank you. Ah, here comes our... Uh, you look simply uh, ravishing, my dear. I, I want you to be an old and very dear friend of mine, Mr. Larry Morrow. I have had the pleasure. Oh, <laughs> say what I, I, I didn't know. Sorry, Francesca, I didn't know Mr. Sanders was coming here. I bumped into him. It's all my fault, my dear. Larry and I met accidentally, and I hadn't seen him in years. I simply insisted that he came along. I suppose I was so busy chatting about old times, I, I didn't get around to tell him who our hostess was. I see. I hope you'll pardon an old dapper. Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Sanders. Of course, you could call the police or have your servants throw me out. <laughs> I say, he is troll, isn't he, my dear? Well, come in and have a drink. The others are a little ahead of you already. Oh, we'll catch that, won't we, Larry? Well, I don't think I'll bother to drink tonight, Henry. I don't want a chance dulling my senses, you know. I understand Francesca has an art collection that's really worth seeing. Ah, you are interested in art? Somehow I didn't think you would be. I'm very interested. Perhaps I've been wrong in my estimate of you, Mr. Morrow. I'll be glad to show you my gallery if you really think you'd enjoy it. Miss Morrell, honestly, nothing could fascinate me more. eternity of rich food and rich people, and long conversation. But after it was over and the party had broken up into small groups, Larry persuaded Francesca Morell to conduct him on a cook's tour of her famous gallery. Well, this is it. That's magnificent. Well, there must be a fortune represented here. Oh, it means little to me now. Perhaps someday it may have value for me again. Maybe you don't realize what's wrong, Francesca. You're lonely. Um, this um, first painting is quite interesting. It's lovely. That's a digger over there, isn't it? Yes. And a vanguard. That is a vanguard, isn't it? Yes. When I first got it, I thought it was the answer to all my dreams. It isn't now? It's almost worthless. Oh, Francesca, you can make things worthwhile again. You can learn how to dream again. Please, Larry, you're hurting my hand. Francesca, I don't know what's holding you back, but sometimes when we've been hurt... Well, we build up a wall around ourselves. I know, because I've been hurt. I've been lonely. Maybe neither of us has to be lonely again. Uh, uh, no. I didn't intend to kiss you by force. I, I think maybe I'd perhaps better go back to my other day. Look around the gallery, Larry. Take your time. Have your feel of it. When you're ready to rejoin the others, just pull the door firmly. It's self-locking. Oh, 
gallery was in a separate wing of the house, connected to a small sitting room, with only the self-locking door between. The sitting room had a large French door that led to a small balcony, and the street was only seven or eight feet below. On the other side of the sitting room was a boudoir, Francesca's. The servants' quarters were well away. Oh, it was a setup. Larry Morrow wasn't going to give this setup away for any 25% of the Van Gogh value. Let Saville take his 25%. It was going to be 75 for Larry, he figured, as he wedged a match in the lock and then rejoined the gay party of doddering diplomats. Well, there you are, my boy. Did you manage to come out with a Picasso onto your coat? I tried, but it wouldn't quite fit. <laughs> I guess we all give our ideas for some of Francesca's paintings. She owns some real beauty, doesn't she? Well, no, let's just say that she possesses real beauty. <laughs> well put, old boy, well put. Have a drink, Larry. I really have to be going, if you'll excuse me. Oh, shank of the evening, Larry, shank of the evening. I expect a pretty busy day tomorrow. Well, if you must go. Look, please don't bother seeing me to the door, Francesca. I don't want to take you from your other guests. Well, goodbye, then. Adieu. Good night, old boy. Uh, you are leaving, Signor Morrow? Yeah, I have to be going. I will get for you your hat. Oh, look, I hate to bother you, but suddenly I got pretty thirsty. You think you could dig me up a glass of water? Si, Signor. Of course, Signor. I'll get it done. Be right back. Oh, no, take your time. Take all the time in the world. This was the one dangerous element of the whole scheme, his being seen now. He waited until the obliging Pedro was out of sight and then slipped down the corridor, hoping that they wouldn't start a fuss when he was found missing. He reached the gallery wing, slipped through the little sitting room, and into the room containing the Van Gogh. He took the little matchstick out and heard the lock click reassuringly. But just in case someone should come in, he took a position up behind a very heavy velvet drape. Hours later, he could hear the other guests leaving, the servants locking windows and doors. Someone rattled the door knob of the gallery and then went away. He heard Francesca's door open and close. But still, he remained absolutely motionless. Until almost dawn. Until the silence was thick and heavy. stealthily approached the priceless painting, took a small knife and slipped the canvas neatly from the frame, rolled it up and slipped it into the lining of his coat. He held his breath as he tiptoed to the door and opened it gently. He crossed to the French door that led to the balcony. Below was the street. Safety. The latch worked easily. He started to turn the handle. Oh, my ankle! No, don't you. Get to your feet. Stand up. My ankle Let killing me, me Pedro. And then we will call the police. Oh, my ankle, Pedro. Pedro, you call me by name? Color. Flash your light in his face. No. No! Pedro, Carlos, what in the world is going on? We have caught for you a burglar, senorita. A burglar. He is Senor Moro. I call the police, no, senorita? Wait, uh, just a minute. Larry, what is the meaning of this? What were you doing in my gallery? I wasn't in the gallery. What? Look, I can explain this pretty easily if we were alone, Francesca. Well, all right. Pedro, Carlos, wait outside. 
We have our guns ready. You call if you need us. No funny business in your school. Well, Daddy? Oh, I guess I did a silly thing. I, look, you wouldn't talk to me earlier, and I had so much to tell you. A lot of things I couldn't say in front of your other guests. Daddy. I came back to steal something, all right. I wanted to oh. steal a few more hours alone with you. Daddy, that doesn't explain. Well, I pretended to leave so I wouldn't embarrass you by being the last guest here. Then I stole into your little sitting room, and you didn't turn the lights on when you came through. No. I sat down on that comfortable sofa to wait for you, and <laughs> I guess I fell asleep. I didn't wake it up until a few minutes ago, and oh, it was almost dawn. I felt like a complete fool. Oh, Larry. So I tried to sneak out, and you know the rest. Oh, oh poor Larry. Your ankle hurts very much. When you look at me like that, I can't feel anything. You'd better get back to your hotel and rest. I guess that's better. Could I phone for a cab? Oh, I'll send you home in my car. Pedro can take you. You're very kind, Francesca. It was probably some sort of innovation. A thief being given chauffeur service by his victim. Pedro drove him to the hotel and he picked up a few things there and then slipped out the back door. He knew it wouldn't be too long before the theft was discovered and the police would be looking for him. The thing to do was to deliver the painting to Saville, collect, and then skip out of the country. But it was Sunday. He couldn't find Senor Carlos Saville anyplace. He spent the day skulking in doorways, running from shadows, hiding in deserted spots. And finally, Monday morning came, and with it, the newspapers. But he didn't wait to buy one. Instead, he made his way most carefully to the galleries of Senor Seville. This time, insisted on seeing him. I shouldn't have forced your way in, Daddy. I told you that. I had to see you. You're going to be happy to see me, too. Happy? <laughs> you seen the papers? I didn't risk buying one. It's all over the front pages. Look, Van Gogh stole it. The police are searching for you. What? If it handled this the way I suggested, but you... Oh, no. You had to be greedy. I thought you could manage it all alone. Well, I got the painting, haven't I? Give me my share and let me take my chance. Painting? The painting is worthless now. What do you mean? You think I would handle anything so dangerous when all the police in Madrid are searching for it? Get out of here and take the painting with you. Now, look, I gotta get away. I haven't any dough. I'll give you enough to bribe someone to take you out of the city. Here. Now, get going, senor, and take the painting with you. <laughs> Oh, it was front-page stuff, all right. I read the story and remembered Larry Morrow as a clever confidence man a little out of his depth in the genteel art of thievery. And meanwhile, in a fashionable restaurant on the Plaza del Franco, two people dined together in discreet alcohol. <laughs> My dear Sabine, you're a genius. I'd love to have seen his face. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went rather well, Francesca. Oh, dear servants of mine, catching him after all our trouble to give him his opportunity. Never mind, never mind. It will make an even more convincing story for the insurance company. <laughs> you put in the claim. Yes, of course. Excuse me, senorita. It's senorita Francesca Morrell. Is it not? Yes. Do you wish to see me? Police, senorita, as you observe. They told me at your house that you were dining here. What do you want? A short time ago, senorita, we arrested a man trying to leave the city. We took from him a painting, which he has admitted is the Van Gogh, stolen from your gallery. Oh, you caught him? Indeed, senorita. He is now at the police bureau awaiting identification. Oh. But the painting, we are rather puzzled about the painting. 
You see, we called in an art expert who says it is a fake. Impossible. The insurance company say it was pronounced genuine by Senor Carlos Seville and valued at two million pesetas. I think if you and Senor Seville will interrupt your luncheon, there are many people at the police bureau who wish to ask you some questions. If you please, you will both come with me. It was a very clever and a very elaborate plot, but they didn't get away with it. The idea was to employ Larry Morrow as the patsy. Let him get away with a worthless painting, heavily insured as a genuine Van Gogh. Had he escaped, their plan would have been foolproof. Instead, they went to trial, and after that, they went to jail. I'd like to have been around if ever Larry and Senor Seville met up inside of prison walls. <laughs> that would have been a real human interest story, although it might have required a lot of sub-editing before publication. Goodbye now. been listening to Lionel Merton as Mike Canoy in another exciting episode in the series, Europe Confidential. This is Basil Rathbone again. We've reached the end of today's story, but I'll be back to introduce to you another unusual tale. Remember, for this series, we've searched the whole world to bring you stories of every kind. Tales of espionage, suspense, crime, and intrigue. By famous writers from every part of the globe. In fact, a selection of the finest stories that have ever been assembled in one series. Well, goodbye now till we meet again to listen to another of the world's greatest mysteries. That's the show for this week, but don't forget there are thousands more like it at RelicRadio.com. Horror, strange tales, science fiction, crime, all available for free. If like to donate to Relic Radio and help keep it all free, you can do that through the website as well. Visit Donate.RelicRadio.com. 
To find out more about that, and see the special downloadable sets that are available. My thanks to those who have donated, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you again next week. Thank you.